0: welcome to the relationship church podcast happiness is something that everyone searches for sometime in their life happiness though is based on happiness in today's message our pastor ryan neal teaches us about something even better than happiness in his message titled joy this recording takes place in the historic forest park in st louis missouri now prepare for joy Just enjoy the Lord today, man. So many things that we many times take for granted, like even just things like the weather. Um, and I specifically am telling you this today because I want to talk to you about joy. I'm going to talk to you about joy. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to read to you the book of Habakkuk, uh, or depending if you're real churchy Habakkuk, uh, chapter number three, and we're going to start reading in verse seventeen, verse seventeen through nineteen. I'm going to read through it pretty quickly. We're going to come back to it at the very end. I don't have a long word for you, but I do have a word that I believe that is going to encourage you uh, on this afternoon. I won't give a time limit because that Brother Olu tells me. Uh, anytime I do that, I usually double it. Uh, so uh, we're not going to do a time limit, but it is a short word. So stay with me today. Habakkuk uh, chapter number three, verses 17 through 19. And the scripture says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines. Though the labor of the olives may fail and the fields yield no food. Though the flock may be cut from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will sing joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet and he will make me walk. On my high heels. Father, we come before you. We thank you for your work. We ask that you make it alive in us and in our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want each of you to tell me what comes to your mind when someone says to you, I just want to be happy. We've we've all felt that way. We've all said things like that. We've all heard people say things like that. But I just want you to think for a moment. If someone comes to you and they're talking to you and they say, I just want to be happy, what comes to your mind? Now, for me, I'm going to be honest with you, especially because of doing a lot of counseling. The first thing that usually comes to my mind is that this is a very selfish person. Okay, right? just going to be honest with you. First thing that comes to my mind is this is somebody that's really selfish. You know, They just want to be happy. They're not worried about anybody else, how anybody else feels. They just want to be happy. And that can be the case. But the Lord has been dealing with me lately on on seeing that because I'm used to seeing it in a position of, for instance, uh, someone that I was counseling and their whole thing was, I just want to be happy. So six months into the marriage, they file for divorce because they just want to be happy. Right. But when you really search the scriptures, we are commanded to be joyful. We are commanded to be glad, which is a synonym of the word happy. And the scripture tells us specifically how to be blessed, which is the best word that translates from the Hebrew and the Greek into the English. The Bible tells us that how to be blessed. So I begin to have to look at it a little differently when we say, I just want to be happy. It's not about being happy. The Lord wants us to be happy. And a matter of fact, some of us as Christians could stand another dose of happiness because you're so gloomy and so sad all the time that nobody even wants to be a Christian because they think they got to look and act like we do sometimes. But in fact, the scripture declares and commands that we be happy. It commands that we have joy. It commands uh, what needs to be done in order that we can be blessed. The Bible tells us that um, when when we see it in scripture, the Bible even tells us, blessed is the man. If you look at Psalms chapter number one and read those first few verses, blessed or happy is the man who what? walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight or his happiness is in the law of the Lord, and on there does he meditate day and night. It gives us a key there that the problem is not with the happiness, the problem is not with the joy, but the problem is where we seek it. Because many times we, as individuals want to seek out our happiness, seek out our joy, seek out our gladness, seek out our blessings in the things that we feel like this world can provide. But the thing that, that's horrible about this world is that it's constantly changing. And so if you want to have joy, and if you want to have peace, and if you want to have happiness that does not change with the ebbs and flows of this world, then it's got to be rooted in something that does not change. And so in order for your joy and your happiness to be rooted in something that does not change, it's got to be something higher than this world system. It's got to be something higher than this world order because everything here is going to change. The Bible says that the flower fades and the grass uh, uh, dies and withers, but the word of the Lord remains forever. So in order for us to have joy, in order for us to be blessed, in order for us to have delight, our delight has to be in the laws of the Lord, where we meditate day and night. I want to talk to you about where your joy comes from. We have to understand that all throughout the scripture, the joy of the Lord is closely and very intimately associated with the presence of God. And so it's difficult for us to have joy, just like it's difficult for us to have peace without the presence of God. The Bible tells us that that, that God gives peace to those whose mind is stayed on him. He tells us in the scripture that in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. At his right hand, what? Pleasures, pleasures forevermore. So I want to stay there for a quick moment. That's Psalm 16 and 11. And he said, in the presence of the Lord. But when you look at that back in the Hebrew, what that word presence actually translates to is the face of God. And there's many times in the scripture, especially in the Hebrew, where it's translated presence when it says the face of God. Now, it's important for you to understand and for you to catch that, because what what I want you to see here is when we talk about the face of God, we don't think about a physical face. But I want you to think for a moment about someone that you have not seen in a long time. And when you see that person, you get a little joy because you're, you're, you're happy to see that person or you're happy to spend time with that person. You're not happy to see their knees. You're not happy to see their elbows or their hands or the back of their head. You you wanna lay eyes, as the old folks used to say, just let me lay eyes on you, I'm gonna lay eyes. You're looking at their face. We're not looking at their hands because we're not worried about what they provide. We're looking at their face. And so God is looking for a people who will seek out joy in the presence of the Lord, not by seeking the things that he provides, but by seeking who he is. Because when we see God for who he is, then he shows us who we're supposed to be. Don't get lost on the fact that when Peter told Jesus, who he was, then Jesus turned around and told Peter who he was. He said, who do you say that I am? And he said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And then Jesus turned around and told Peter, you are a rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And many times we want to figure out who we are apart from who God is. But as Christians, you will never be fulfilled, you will never have the joy, you will never have the peace that you desire trying to make yourself happy without seeking the face of the Lord, without understanding who he is. But remember, we are to have joy because the Bible commands joy. The Bible says in Psalm 118 and 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 34 and 37 and 4 tells us, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Romans 5 and 3, he was talking about the peace of God, and then he comes back and says, but not only do we glory in the peace, but we take joy in tribulation because tribulation produces endurance. He tells us to be joyful in our giving. If you look at the offering envelopes that we have at the church on 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 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 um, um, chapter 9, I believe it's around verse 13, it says, Each one should give what you have decided in your heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, because what? The Lord loves a cheerful or a joyful giver. It tells us to rejoice in hope and be patient in tribulation. He even tells us in the book of James to count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you fall into divers temptation. Because the fruit of the spirit is what? Love and joy and peace. He wants us to have joy, but he wants us to find joy in him. Not even looking for joy in the things that he provides, but looking for joy in him for who he is. Now, when we look at this scripture in the book of Habakkuk, what was going on here is that Habakkuk was actually prophesying that Babylon was going to invade Judah. And he was telling them that that basically their gig was up. There had been sin going on for so long that it was coming to a point where God was about to judge his people. And in the midst of all of that, God was saying that I am going to bring down the humble. I mean, bring down the pride. I'm going to take the prideful and I'm going to humble them. But, but he was also showing his, uh, the faith in God was being showed by the people who were righteous. And so in the midst of everything that was going on, in the midst of knowing that God was about to show his wrath, Habakkuk says, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor the fruits on the vine, nor the, the labor of the olives may fail. What is he saying here? Let me put this in 2020 terms for you. Though I lost my job, and though the stock market tanked, and though the money is gone that I thought I had saved for retirement, and though my house got Foreclosed on and though my car may have gotten repossessed but he says yet I will rejoice I will take joy I may not feel joy but I'm going to take joy in the fact I am going to sing for joy in the Lord God of my salvation why because my joy is not based on the things of this world. My joy is not based on this world system. My joy is based on the fact that I am a kingdom citizen. So while there may be recession down here on earth, and while there may be plague and pestilence down here on earth, I have always had my joy rooted in something higher. Hallelujah. And I know that the thing that I have my joy rooted in will not change. Why? I know that because neither death, nor life, nor persecution, nor things present, nor things to come shall be able to separate me from the love that is in Christ Jesus. There's nothing that the enemy can do to separate you from the face of God. He can try, he can take his best shot, he can cause as many drama, Uh, things of drama and tribulation and people leave you, somebody cheat on you, your, your job is gone, but if you have made up in your mind that your joy is not going to be based on the things of this world, if you have made up your mind that your joy is not even going to be based on the things that God provides you, but that you are going to take your hope, take your joy, take your peace in who God is. The scripture says you have put more joy in my heart the Then when the grain and the wine abound, that's a scripture from, uh, uh, from Psalms. And David was saying in Psalms chapter four, he said, you put more joy in my heart than when the sinners have their, wine, their grain and their wine abound. So when they got money and they got everything that they need and they're so joyful and they're so happy, I've got more joy than that. Even when I'm in lack, in all things I have learned to be content. He says also in, in uh, Psalms, The hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will...